whatever you you can look into your camera. Your camera will have you. You feel me? Like like this. But yeah, bro. The, the broadcast has started. You feel me? They coming in. They coming in. Let's get it. Let's get it. You already know the vibes, bro. But we in for a good one. We in for a good one. No, no JD today. There is no JD today. It is J Rob, Juwan Winfrey, the LaVisca Chanel episode, episode one of By Any Means podcast. It is about to be lit, bro. Juwan, how you doing, bro? Talk to me. How you I'm been? Doing good, gang. I'm doing good, man. First how's on? I'm just God, I'm thankful that you brought me on to this. You know, you brought me on this new branch of life. Yo, so let me ask you a question. How does it go from, obviously, you, you're an athlete, right? So you do the athlete thing all the time. Honestly, mm-hmm. pretty much, you've been doing it since you were six or seven years old. How does it feel like trying to transition into, like, this space where, like, you kind of under even more of a microscope than media because there's so many people, comments, stuff like that. That's always getting at you. So what do you think of that? It's different. You know, I'm breaking out of my comfort zone. Um, that's what that's what life's about. You know, as you get older, you, you see mm-hmm. how to break out of your comfort zone. And I'm just thankful that you brought me onto this. You know, I, I, this yeah, is something that I could see myself doing, you know, down the line. You know, mm-hmm. being on TV, being a uh, TV personality. You know, it's something that we both do as a natural. You know, we love the game, so this is different. So- so obviously, you know your story. I know your story from every journey because obviously we have talked. Literally, I will always say this. You know, I tell my mom, and you know, when we talk, when she asks me about you and stuff, and I always say to her, I'm like, you know, me and Juwan have not been. We haven't seen each other like we did in our childhood, but like we talk so much in our football careers that like it never really felt like we were so far apart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with that, like, obviously, I want to get into, like, your stops along the way before we get LaVisca in here. Um, So the first thing, bro, I want to talk about is coming out of high school, you know how everybody has their hats and you pick your final two, you Mm -hmm. know, and obviously now more than ever, like, I see kids doing all types of stuff when it comes to the flipping of the hats, the dogs, the T-shirts. I love it. But for you, you didn't really do, like, the big – even though you were a four-star, you didn't have, like, the big – extra scenery when you decided but ironically enough the last two schools for you was obviously current reigning defending national champion the georgia bulldogs and then obviously the university of maryland so take us back to that decision man you know it's crazy looking back it really came down to two things you want to score touchdowns or you trying to tackle (laughs) earlier you trying to score touchdowns that's really what it came down to, honestly, because they wanted me for safety at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I love defense. Defense is kind of mm-hmm. shout out Coach Walker, man. You know, he started getting me right as a DB, you know, young mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. putting in the craft. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. You know, it was mm-hmm. funny. Like I had in my Facebook, he always jokes about it. In my Facebook, I had a NFL DB. And this is like mm-hmm. eighth grade, mm-hmm. eighth grade. Going I remember. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. But as I got older, the hits and the wear and tear on your body, my shoulder, mm-hmm. I started like getting dislocated after all these hits, falling. And it was kind of like a business decision. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, some of my offense was some of my offense was way better. So when it came down to it, Georgia wanted me for defense, mm-hmm. Maryland wanted me for offense, and their offense was spread at the time. You know, they was on the uprising, and, you know, I wanted to stay home. I wanted to stay close to home. So, you, so what people don't know is you actually had the opportunity before you finished your career at Colorado, you actually had the opportunity to play with Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And, honestly, along the way, I'm not going to lie, we'll, we'll tap into it along the, along the way, but, bro, you've been to some pretty heavy, like, position rooms and, like, like you've played around some really big players, and people don't really notice. So, like, talk about being a freshman – in a room with Stefan Diggs, and he at the time was like the best player in the state of Maryland, and and his influence on you at such a young age, you're only 18. Yeah, you know, that was a quite humbling moment. You know, you coming out of high school, you want to be the you want to be the guy, but you know, you know, you gotta wait your turn, you gotta earn that, you gotta really earn that shit. And um, that was a guy that I've really been watching since high school. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kid that's. Every day I'm on rivals. I'm looking up, seeing who's the top of the position. I'm trying to get where they at. I'm watching. I'm seeing 
you know, whatever they're doing to get to that, that level, that's what I'm on. So that's kind of, I seen him, you know, early and throughout my high school years, you know, seeing what he was doing and how it translated to college. To be able to witness it, it was pretty dope. Not gonna lie, it was dope. Um, and I'm blessed to have been able to be around all these different types of rooms. Cause you know, he wasn't the only guy that was in the room that was, you know, leading to do a lot of, you know, a lot of crazy things on the field. You know, Deion Long, you know, Laverne Jacobs, Marcus Lee. You know, the room was deep. We had athletes. Like when I first got there, I wasn't playing. Like mm-hmm. you know, just earned my way up, got on that foot as a freshman. But you know, just watching them day in, day out, the grind that they put in and you know, Diggs, how shifty and how much of a playmaker he was, you know, it was mm-hmm. just hoping to see like I'm on next. Like I'm watching that and I'm doing I'm making plays as well right next to him. He's like I'm trying to be next. And right. he, he kind of set the he kind of set the tone and, and paved the way for me in a sense of just uh how how hard you gotta really work. You know, watching him right. do the long workouts while I'm a freshman as he's training for the mm-hmm. for the training for the draft. When he was back on campus, he he brought me to a couple workouts. So right. Being able to see that firsthand translate, you know, it was dope for me at a young age. You know, coming from where I come from, we don't get that that leisure of being around these type of athletes and being around these type mm-hmm. of high level guys and mm-hmm. role models. So, you know, I, I took that with a grain of salt. So, so from Maryland, you kind of hit, you know, things happen in people's lives. You know, obviously, I've had my moment when I was at UConn, and obviously, we're not perfect. People don't realize. You know, even though we're the spotlight of being like athletes, bro, we still like kids, you know, like at that age in college. So obviously you hit a stumble. You went to JUCO before you got to the University of Colorado. Talk about the JUCO experience. I think everybody, most people here have been a fan of like um, Last Chance U, but you really went to Last Chance U. I experienced all that. So so give us a taste of like of the junior college experience. Um, It was different. You know, going from having it all to losing it and starting over from, from scratch and the facilities, like, literally starting over from scratch. Like, we get there and the dorms, they had us in, like, these two-bedroom dorms that were, like, dirty as hell. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> and we was in, like, we was at camp or some shit. Like, real, like, woods in camp. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a grind, and I appreciated it. I met so many dope people along the journey, so many great coaches. Um, I learned so much about myself, mm-hmm. which is the craziest part, you know, whoever ever thought I'd be able to be, I'd be able to live on my own in Kansas and, and really like make something of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy. Just the amount of resources that you, you're stripped from, you know, at D1, mm-hmm. going down to junior mm-hmm. college, you know, the meals, it, it was an adjustment. But I mean, if you let a game you focus, mm-hmm. that's what kind of gets people through it, honestly, really nothing. So when you're going to a place like Kansas, bro, like, you know, some people don't know, like, these JUCOs are, like, in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. So, like, I know it's all football all the time, but how did you find, like, some sort of, like, peace of mind in a place that really don't got much around it? That's a good question. Honestly, we uh, – I let on my brothers, honestly, for a lot of that. You know, we were mm-hmm. a pretty close-bonded team, I'd say. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, would, we would party here and there. Not much because there wasn't really much out there. Um, but we really spent a lot of quality time together, honestly. I'd say that, you know, uh pretty bonding and just learning learning about each other and just, you know, we we all had high dreams and aspirations. You know, everybody wanted to go to the league from the So, you know, you kinda led on the ones who led close to the ones who, you know, kinda share that same dreams as you. And, you know, all we did was manifest a lot of the time. We watched football, we manifest, we watched the film. You know, we played the game. I was big in PS5 at that time. That's when I was playing the game. So it would be a lot of Madden games. Was so, so, yo, so, so, talk to me about. Obviously, I give you a lot of crap for, for now. You, you are so engulfed in Call of Duty now. Make sure y'all follow Juwan on Twitch. We're gonna plug his Twitch at the end. Oh, you boy. So, talk to me about the games, though. Like, what was your game? What games was you playing? I was a big Madden guy. I was a big matter there. I remember my freshman year. Um, you know, this 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 podcast is called Binding Means, so we got a group chat called Binding Means. And at that time, we had a Madden League going on with you know, a whole bunch of boys at, in, our, in our group chat. So um, I was big on big on that Madden, big and Madden. It kind of faded away. I ain't gonna lie. 
but that's what we I think. I think because the fan base right now, like the video game fan base, when it comes to Madden, it's so some people love it, other people don't love it. It's a lot. It's a lot. But let's move on. So I want to wait till LaVisca gets here because when LaVisca comes in, I really want to dive into everything Colorado. So I don't want to talk about about UC Buffaloes. I want to talk about draft day. I want to talk about from draft day into now. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So obviously you're drafted. Most people don't know. You had the last year of your career at University of Colorado. You tore your ACL. I mean, the second to last year at Colorado, you tore the ACL, so your junior year. And then you come back for your senior year. You don't get an invitation to the combine, but you still get drafted. Take me through that bounce back year. And then I only take me through that year. Take me to about the the all-star games, the training, and then obviously draft day. Like what that what is that like? That year was pretty special. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's crazy because life it, it, it never really goes the way you expect it, like the way you plan. And that was a year I was I had crazy aspirations. Like I'm trying to win the Linda call, I'm trying to go first round. Um I know what was at stake. So I put so much time into that offseason and I killed spring, killed spring ball. Like I, I did what I had to do to set the tone for what was going on. Camp comes, pull my hammy in camp, mm-hmm. get back healthy. Week two, sprain my ankle. Now I'm out for four and a half weeks. And this is my senior year. Right. After right. coming back from a torn ACL, you know, year before, two years before. And you know, it was like I just can't get right. I don't understand what it was. <laughs> just can't get right. Bro, I couldn't get right, bro. And it, it, it hurt me. Like, that shit fucked with me mentally. I'm not going to lie. Like, it messed with me mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know how much I had on the line, and I just put my body on the line every game, any game I had. Like, I had six games, six and a half games left, and whatever I had was what I had. Strapped it up. <laughs> And lucky enough, I was able to get an all-star invite to the NFLPA. Um, they were mm-hmm. able to see, you know, see enough from, you know, the six games, six and a half games. And uh, luckily, though, I was able to meet with a doctor, a foot specialist, and, you know, we worked on mm-hmm. my ankle. And in the all-star game, I was good money. Was yeah, you scored You scored a touchdown in that all-star game. Yeah, I was back to myself. I was, uh, mm-hmm. I was able to work with Drew before, Salah Hustle. Mm-hmm. So, so Drew Lieberman, big time. Yeah, I was able to touch down with him before I got that. Uh, before I got to the All Star game, so he was able to, you know, get me right. Mm-hmm. Got there, we was around. The coaches was crazy. Like we had Andre Johnson, we had Flexico Burris, every was our DC. Like it was crazy being around that that type of mm-hmm. being around those Hall of Famers. Like our team was Hall of Fame Hall of Fame coaches, and you know they let us, gave me the opportunity. I was starting. Mm-hmm. Well, they knew I was a dog. Andre Johnson to this day, you know, that's not <laughs> mm-hmm. um, So you said so you said you went through a lot, but let me ask you about that dark place. Like what did you channel, bro? Like people don't understand, like, you know, like a guy like, I'm gonna give guys an example, like Clay Thompson, bro. Like mm-hmm. what he endured them two years with the ACL, the Achilles, like that you every athlete goes into like a dark place. But what yeah. did you like? What was like? Was it was spiritually, mentally? Was it something specific that you that you hung on, hanged on? Because obviously, like you just said, you gave that last six games of your career, bro. You said, "I'm giving, I'm giving everything I got left to give to football, and you can have it." And it and it worked out. Yeah. So, what did you channel for that little that last stretch? Honestly, throughout my career, I learned to believe in God. Like it kind of started as a freshman, because right. coming out of high school, I was a young kid. You know, my mom, church was, like, always in my family. We would always go to church, but I wasn't always interested. Like, I was, I'll be doing my own thing. I'm drawing I'm using my phone. It was never right. something that I really paid attention to. And right. I'll never forget, as a freshman, I was like, we would pray after practice. And I was like, why are we praying? I'm, like, I don't believe in God. And I, I say, right. I don't God. Like, who says God is real? Like, right, like, right. I remember Steph said, word for word, that's because you haven't been through anything yet. And that's right before. Stephon Diggs said this to you. Yeah. So say that against us. So what did Stephon Diggs say to you when you said that to him? I said, how do you know God is real? Like, how do you, like, who says there's a God? He's like, that's because you haven't been through anything yet. And 
those words stuck with me for life because it was like shortly after, you know, a couple of weeks, months, I started, you know, making some crazy decisions and got myself in some situations that I would never see myself in. And it was really like adversity. You know, I never really had real adversity in my life, you know, until some of these things that came up. Right. And right. after this is when I picked up a book and it just changed my life. Like picked Change up a book about, you know, God and just find how to how to live your life the best way. And so um, take me so talk to me about draft day. You obviously you obviously get to the point where now you've watched. So you're drafting the sixth round. So you get through day one, day two, and that way. Talk to me about the weight. Um, honestly, for me, me not being a, I, you, you got to be realistic with yourself. You got to be realistic. That's one of the things you got to be. You know, it's your future. You know what? Hey, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you say to everybody in the chat, you heard what he just said. Be realistic with yourselves. Hashtag true tellers. Hashtag true tellers. Go ahead, brother. You can always have dreams and have high hopes and aspirations. At the end of the day, be realistic. And um, I was just praying that I will get drafted because I knew the stats. The stats that I had in college weren't, you know, what I wanted it to be. You know, mm-hmm. if I wouldn't. Um, man, so <laughs> it's, I, get, I get chills just talking about it. I get chills talking about it. You look like it, bro. You look like it, bro. I'll get chills talking about it. Like, you were there with me. You see the tears. You saw the tears yeah. coming out of my face. Yeah, I got the footage. Yo, make sure you like this video. If you want me to leak the footage of draft day, I have it, and I yeah. could leak it. He got it. He got it. To this day, you know, the tears, the emotion, the way it was worth it. It was worth it. I didn't know if they were going to call my name. I didn't know if my time was going to come. But God is real. He answers. He comes. He comes on time every time. And I'm just glad I had my brother there for that moment. You know, it's crazy yeah. here we are now, but you know, yeah, for real, you to be there with me on that moment. You know, it was special. You know, I had family that I was able to attend and be there. So, so, so I appreciate that, brother. I was glad to be there, man. Like that was that was a special moment for me to be a part of. Um, obviously, that was when I first started figuring out I wanted to be in sports media, and this is like you first starting to you know realize your dream. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was a pivotal moment for the both of us. And uh, it was it was amazing. I mean, it was crazy to really see you cry because, bro, I don't really don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen you cry, bro. I think that was the first time I really done seen you cry. So, you see me cry, but not a minute. Not but, a minute. but not a minute. It hadn't been so long that maybe I had forgot, maybe because you're, like, growing up now. So it was pretty It was pretty crazy. So obviously, you, so obviously you had a stop in – you had your stop in Denver, and then you obviously go – and now you you finished this up this year up with Green Bay. And you've been with Green Bay for the last two seasons. You're in a you're in a wide receiver room with who I think right now is the best receiver in football. And to me, it's not close. <laughs> not not only that, you are you also were in a room with a guy who some consider to be one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. So with that being said, with that being said. Talk to me first before we even get to a rod. Talk to me about being with Devonte, bro. I think everybody wants to know what that experience is like because you you get to see it firsthand. So as a competitor yourself, how do you take notes of that and utilize that even in your own game? I mean, I'm watching everything. I'm watching everything. Shout out to Devonte. He was a, a great leader, a great player, a great person. Um, but it was a daily, you know, the, the work he put in, and that's why you know. The consistency is what makes him who he is. Like, you'd be like, you see a move and you'd be like, they still not catching on to it. <laughs> they catch on to it and then he has a counter to it. And it's just, it's crazy, bro. It's pretty dope. Like, it's dope to see. And uh, just watching him, I was able to be able, I was able to simplify my, simplify my game. You know, he, he kind of taught me how simple the game really could be. You know, if you use, leverages and lose and use what you use your strengths to you know to your advantage mm-hmm. the game can be real simple and it's not as much as you know what you may make it out to be in your head mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of how we help shift my game right so obviously he's one of those people you know Devontae went up on tv once and he was you know he talked about how you know when he talks about wide receivers you know trying to get better at the game he was like you need to go out there and run routes you're yeah. saying how like just doing all the cone drills and all the pretty footwork stuff is cool, but if you really want to be great, you need to go out there and run routes. So take me through that. Like take me through what your what y'all sessions were like. Cause obviously a, a veteran like him, 
obviously had influence on like y'all individual and stuff. I'm assuming throughout the week. So like, what did Jaws work on compared to what most may consider uh, the standard drills? Um, a lot of his, a lot of the stuff we worked on was mindset. Mindset, being a dog out there, having that competitive edge because, you know, he's super competitive, you know, as everybody can see. Right. You know, he's super competitive. We're all competitive. You know, we all play the right. game that we love. So for him, it's just being able to teach us to really let that dog out, let that dog right. out. Really, once you step foot on that line, like, you're trying to kill the person that's standing next to you, like standing mm-hmm. across, lining up across from you. Like, especially if it's pressed, like, you're supposed to be licking your chops. And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the standard he kind of set, like, Take your time, take your time and really abuse them. Like, right. You need a rush, take your time and abuse them. And that's kind of, you know, just trading that dog mindset, that mentality, um, having that patience, slowing you down, slowing down your game, slowing down your shot clock. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's more what we worked on. You know, the drill. Slowing down, slowing down your shot clock. I, I, mm-hmm. I actually really like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yes, so what what's the so it's in terms of obviously I'm assuming when you say slow down your shot clock, you're thinking like slow down your mind. You know, don't be in a rush. And it's like, you have more time than you think. Like, a lot of times, right. you, know, like, you might have a trash release, and it's because you rushed it. You know, you think you don't have time to put your foot, plant your foot really in on your left side, shift all the way to your right. You know, there's like a complete movement that you got to really do to have a full, complete release. And if you rush it, it's going to be sloppy, and now you're covered. So, or just in routes in general. It's just mm-hmm. the whole gameplay, you know. Routes releases don't rush it. Mm-hmm. You have way more time than you think. What was what was um what's the biggest difference you think between playing Division One football and the NFL? Is it the talent or is it the way everybody's operating mentally? Or do you think it's a bit of both? Um, operating mentally, definitely operating mentally, mm-hmm. definitely because it's like a deep commitment. That you really mm-hmm. gotta like lock into to really mm-hmm. be a new player. And right. you know, there's some guys who are leading college and then you get to the NFL. There's certain things that you gotta do to commit. There's certain different levels of commitment that you really gotta make in order to right. see your game transfer transpire to that next level. And mm-hmm. the elite ones make that, you know, make that adjustment. And this do you think camp life. do you think camp in the NFL is more mentally draining, or do you, do you think camp in college was more mentally draining? <laughs> and, and then not only that, and then and then to add to that question, what is the biggest difference now of being like a pro athlete and then a Division One athlete? All right, camp. Start off with camp. Um, college camp. College camp was harder for me, only because um, I didn't train the right way properly. You know, to get my body like really, really ready for the muscular endurance that you need to like last through camp because it's like a mm-hmm. grind, full ass grind you, especially spread offense you know in college like you're going reps 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 and your body gotta be able to handle that type of impact so college was kind of a little bit harder because as i got to league i was super i was stronger you know i've, I've gotten right. learn my body and camp in the league is kind of like you kind of get adjusted to it you kind of see you know you pass this day you can't be passed that day you got a team coming this way this day mm-hmm. like it starts to, you know, you kind of get just easier. Right, right, right. So let, let me ask you this. Is this a myth? Because most athletes I talk to, bro, like football players to NFL, mm-hmm. they all say the biggest myth that they've learned is, and even my friends that play in the CFL, so this goes from NFL, CFL, any league, they said the biggest myth is how much they make you bulk in college. Do you think, do you think there's some truth to that? Or do you still think you need to gain the same type of weight? and cut it at the same time? Or is it like, it doesn't matter if you can squat 700 pounds or 600 pounds, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the same. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a, it's a fine balance. I think mm-hmm. coming out of high school, you definitely need to be gaining weight. But like, you don't need a super bulk up, but you need to add at least, I would add at least 10 pounds. You need to add at least 10, 10 15 pounds before you go into mm-hmm. your freshman weeks. Mm-hmm. Just because of how strong everybody is. So it's not even about Bulking up is really just about playing safe and adding to your right. Life. You got to be strong. You got to right. be strong in order to succeed. You know? There's some guys who aren't that big and bulky that are still strong. Mm-hmm. So it's really right. 
So before we get LaVisca in here, because, you know, obviously it's the LaVisca Chanel episode. Obviously, that was your boy. There's some stories we want to chop it up. You feel me? Um, but before he comes in, we got to ask about A-Rod, man. You got the opportunity to catch pass from Aaron Rodgers, um, especially in that game against Arizona where you guys had to kind of gut that one out. You would have, you had the most reception that, in that game. Um, you got to really catch passes from a legend, man, at the end of the day. You know, whether you, whatever your opinions about him in terms of the GOAT debate, make sure my fans, you feel me? But, you know, what was it like playing with a guy like him? And how did that, you know, how did that impact your game? Honestly, it impacted a lot. Every day is like, like, damn, you really playing with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, you kind of get adjusted to it after a while, but it's like a general. Like, it's funny. We don't even call him Aaron. Like, that's it's weird kind of me saying it now. We don't call him Aaron. We call him 12. We call him oh, 12. that's it? Yeah, I call him 12. Anytime I see him, what's good? So 12. nobody in the locker room calls him Aaron? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Wow. Wow. He's a general, bro. General, but honestly, the biggest thing I learned playing with him is just uh, how to be more quarterback friendly. You know, it's not always about you know, you gotta learn to simplify a game. You know, me, I, I love route running, harder route running, sometimes I do too much, and you know, you gotta learn how to be quarterback friendly, how to make the right angles. You know, coming out of the ball, coming out of your, your break, um, releasing, not going too wide, you know, staying tight to somebody, scramble drill how to read defense leverages. These are all the things that he taught me just playing with him, just learning. Like, these are things that I didn't know, you know, going there. And, you know, I get to play with him starting the year too. You know, I just, he's elevated my game to a whole nother level. So, Juwan, something big just happened on the show, bro. Yeah. The very first Super Chat of By Any Means Podcast is here, buddy. We got a $10 dono from hey, Drink More Water. From Drink More Water, so I'm going to throw up his Super Chat, man. Here we go, baby. This is the first one. Drink More Water, you're the very first Super Chat. We appreciate you. And um, now you're a legend, bro. It's always good to be the first. Okay, so here we go. As a Packers fan, I appreciate your contributions and hope to have you back. What was the biggest adjustment on the NFL field versus college? And how has the progression of Watson and Dobbs been going? All right. The biggest adjustment to the NFL – was how detailed it is, how detailed it is. New rules, you know, coming out of college, there's new rules. Um, there's new positions that you got to play, and it's super detailed. The playbook is complex. Mm-hmm. It's like you really got to lock in. But it's possible because you play football, this is what you do. So it's just a matter of really locking into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that was really the difference, how detailed, how exact you got to be. The, the margin mm-hmm. for error is like this big. And to talk to you, also wanted to know uh, about the progression of Watson and uh, Dobbs because obviously they were asked as two rookies to carry a, a load. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, um, how, do, how have you seen those guys progress from the moment they got in and how have they grown in that uh, wide receiver room? Shout out my guys, bro. Those are my young boys, bro. Those are my young boys. It's been pretty cool, you know, for them to their transition from. You know, you're going into camp and you didn't have Aaron Rodgers in minicamp. And now you have him. And just the adjustment that you had to make in the playbook and just learning how to play with Aaron is different than playing with any other quarterback. Aaron has different signs. He has different signals. He has, you know, different tendencies and things that he expects you to do. And to see them catch on the way they did was impressive because me as a rookie, I had Joe Flacco as my quarterback. Nothing against Joe. I had you locked. Those my guys, but our offense wasn't complex like this. We didn't have we didn't have hundreds of signals. We didn't have plays that changed into audibles that that changed into whole complete other plays. Mm-hmm. And for them to catch on the way they did as rookies, that's like you see how smart they are. You see like them boys are going to be special. So you know, they made a, a huge jump from camp all the way to the end of the season. Proud of them boys. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be excited to watch them play, you know, for, the, for however long. You know, I'm excited to watch them boys. So let me ask you this, but let me ask you this, but before we bring in Levis, this is my last question for you. Obviously, and obviously, I don't want you to give your speculations of what you think is going to happen. But obviously, we we love sports. This is this is why we here. You know, we talk about stuff like this all the time. So 
you know, obviously there's rumblings that Aaron might go. You know, there might he might be, you know, somewhere else. Obviously, that decision is obviously up to him to make. And obviously, ultimately, business is business. So whatever happens, happens. Business is but business, you, baby. <laughs> business is business, baby. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you've you've been around Jordan Love for a little minute. Yeah. And obviously, some people say, you know, from the games he had to come in and play in this year, you know, there's been some promise. How have you seen him grow as a player, just in case he might be the starter mm-hmm. in Green Bay this year? I don't know, man. That's, that's my bro, man. That's my bro. It's, so when I came into Green Bay, um, my second year, that was his rookie year. So we spent that whole year on scout together. And to see him grow to where he's at now, you know, year three, you know, it was pretty dope to see. Like, he got it. Like, he, he's going to be he's gonna be good. He's going to be good. You know, and, uh, you know, whenever he gets his chance, you know, it's going to be fun. You going to, so, so you, so you betting on, you betting on Jordan Love is what you're telling me. You got – if he if it if it came down to it, he gonna get the job done. Yeah, you know if he's gonna be the starter, I I like my odds on I like my odds on my money on J Love, bro. He's he, he made a lot of plays in these three years. He made a lot of plays, you know. That was a, you know until I got until I was consistently on the field with Aaron. That was my quarterback my my, my three years in Green Bay. So we developed a, a good relationship on and off the field. So J Love, I got nothing but love for my boy. And uh, I love that. I love that. I'm excited to see what he does. You know, when he, when he gets his shot. All right, Wani, I gotta say it. Skull buffs. Skull buffs. Skull baby. buffs. I have a hat on right now. Skull buffs. Yes, hold sir. On, hold on, my boy's What's up here. With it? What's up with it? Look, the best you should know in the building. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you, brother. How you doing? Say less. Say less. I'm good. I'm good. Driving, driving from Charlotte to Dallas. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now we got now this turns into the Colorado episode, fellas. But Lavisca, just know you got some questions to answer at the end. But right now, Let's everybody wants to know, boys, what's going on in Colorado, fellas? So, so what do y'all? You know, obviously, Lavisca, you go first. Juwan, you piggyback. How do y'all feel about Dion coming to Boulder, man? Like, what is that like? I think I think it's big, honestly. Somebody with that with that name, um, somebody that held that much value, um, you know, going there, and, and he's gonna get so many, you know, big time people in there. And I think they need that um, mm-hmm. a, a, a cultural change and, and stuff like that. So I think it's I think it's <laughs> greatness greatness in the making. Mm-hmm. I think, what about you, Wani? I think the biggest the biggest thing is the culture change. That's what Colorado's been needing for years. You know, we need a coach to really implant and install and get people who really love the game, and people who really committed to it, want to take the game to that. So that was the difference. Right. Like, we'd have a couple players. Like, you know, there's a couple guys in the league, but there should be way more. Colorado right. has so much to offer. And it's, you know, having that culture change, and he's going he's gonna to get the job done. So. Hey, so, hey, boys, don't even front. I need y'all real pain. Yeah. What y'all think of that meeting, bro? We had them boys. And he said he was bringing his luggage and, and and all that. Now I know both of y'all are pros, so because y'all pro athletes, y'all might be biased to yourselves. Like, man, we made it to the league, so we could have we could have competed. But what if D, when Dion walked into that room and talk about his luggage, what would have been in y'all minds, bro? Because give it a buck. I'm gonna give it a buck with y'all. He would have told y'all boys, yeah, if y'all not with it, if y'all can't handle, get up out of here. So what was y'all mindset would have been? Would y'all face the challenge or man? Hitting that portal, man! I would have smiled. I would have just smiled. That's it. I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna smile. That's it. Yeah, talking spicy. <laughs> now nah, they were talking crazy. So are y'all, so the over under on wins for the over under on wins for y'all next year. I thought once Dion came and the recruiting class changed, they got y'all only still the over under is set at five and a half wins, y'all. I like that. Do y'all feel like y'all are? Do y'all feel like y'all they underestimating y'all with that type of line for the season, or do you think how far do you think y'all exceed those expectations, or is that about right for the first year? I'll go first. I think that you got. I don't. I don't think we should go into the year with too many expectations. I think that 
we're gonna have a, a big turnaround. I think we're gonna win more than five games. I think that's that's a gimme. Like that's a lot. We win it more than five games. Um, I'm not saying we're gonna win a championship next year, Pac-12 championship, mm-hmm. but we we're gonna be way better than one game than winning one game. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Right. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna take it there. They're gonna find their way in the top, top, top seven. This year, Fighting. this year, top seven. Facts. I like that. Facts. I like if it. Not, if like not, if not this year, if not this year, coming up next year for sure. Yeah. yeah I so you calling? So you calling a ten game season at least? Ten win season at least. Close, close for sure. Oh. Okay. Okay. I can, I like I can see hey, them. I, I can see them going to the Pac-12 championship. So if they go to the Pac-12 championship, yeah. more than likely they're in the top ten. So I like that. I'm I'm impressed. So let me ask you this too. So his ability to flip guys like <laughs> like he don't just flip two guys. Do y'all just think it's do y'all think it's what he's preaching, like what he's telling, like his recruiting style, or do you think the mystique is just like players know like this man is. Like if anybody can make me great, it's him, and like that's like his selling point. Because even instead of they be like, they know where to find me. I'm prom. What do y'all think? I think his name, his name speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I think a lot of reasons why people will never want to go to Colorado is because they never heard of it and they never been there. And they know nothing mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> alongside of his skill, you know his. His name and who he is and what he has to offer. You go there and see what Colorado has to offer, and I think that kind of sets its own too. So I, I just want to know, are y'all boys taking me to the spring game? Because you know that mug finna be sold out. Oh, I need yeah. a ticket into that mug. Yeah, I'm there. Come on, All the alumni is back Thanks. outside. Hey, y'all. I will say this, y'all. NFL box might be lit this year. Yeah. You know, some teams don't get a good box. I might get a good box this year. So, obviously, LaVisca, we're going to turn to you now, my brother, because obviously we want to know how your, your, your you know, your league years have been. Um, obviously, <laughs> you play with Urban. You have Matt Rule. And obviously, you know, luckily, luckily you got them beautiful locks, bro, to give you that superpower, bro. They say the power's in your hair, man. So, Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, of course. They say the power's in your hair, brother. So, um, talk to me about about urban because i need you to talk because these folks that's in this chat they need to yeah. understand because i preached about this you know they got, y'all got a lot of flack and there was a lot of playing for the players and stuff like that but give your your perspective of playing with a guy like urban and um and, you know how maybe some college tactics may not have worked in the pros and things of that nature um i'm gonna try not to you know say too much yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, nah, no. Nah, honestly, though, like um, his philosophy of like the way to win and the way to coach is it's there. Like it makes sense. Um, but it's just mm-hmm. you know some of the things he 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 did and just the way he just the way he moved. It it just wasn't the right way. It, it's not gonna sit right with you know grown people. Um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. It's just yeah. He he. He he look at himself as a you know a very like highly person. I'ma just say that. Like <laughs> Is it you think it, it just you think it comes from the um you think it comes from his like from him being urban, like the mystique, the national championships, things of that Yeah, nature. most most likely. Most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 his norm. It's okay. It was okay, you know, when he was at Ohio State or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you so know, the league, you, league is different. So you obviously had the opportunity to play, you know, you and Trevor Lawrence were were teammates and you got to see, you know, the, the what happened while you were there and then while your time in Carolina, the, the change in his game, you know, because, you know, after his first year, people kind of had some question marks. Obviously, the, the numbers didn't, you know, maybe measure up to what people have thought for a guy like him in his first year. So how what do you think of his leap, obviously, and what he's done this this season? I think I think um, situa- situations matter, like coaching matter. Um, I think the coaches that they have now is, you know, they very great at what they do, like hands down, like they great at what they do. Um, so I think I think that played a big factor. Um, but you know, practicing with him, like he he's great. Like he makes these crazy throws that you, you know you don't see usually. Um, and and I feel like it's he's only gonna get better. 
Uh, he's only going to get better. There's no question about it. Right. So do you think, obviously, now everybody's talking about, you know, the the the, the AFC kind of runs through Mahomes and and uh, Burrow. Do you? And this is a question to both of y'all. Do I think the Jaguars might end up being a legitimate player in that division because of the ascension of Trevor Lawrence? Like the AFC will have to now be on notice because there might there might be another team into the into the fire now. Uh, they 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 conference yeah they gonna be they gonna be up there for for a little bit for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so let me talk to you a little about your transition from the Jaguars to Carolina. And obviously, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm gonna make some jokes. You don't gotta react to them. I just gotta, you know, I gotta still be my truth to the audience, bro. I can't, I can't front. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you had to go from mid to mid to mid, and that sucks, bro. You know, that's hard to deal with, bro. And obviously, you thought, you know, the and, and unfortunately, when I say mid, 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 I mean coach, quarterback, and then obviously, you know, you didn't, you never, you never really had a situation that worked out for you uh, this year until. Steve Wilkes kind of galvanized y'all. So talk about that like mid-season uh, transition between Rule and the Wilkes and how you guys kind of rallied on the back end of your season. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, when I first got over there, um, they set me out first two games. So, um, you know, I really didn't have, you know, that strong of a relationship with anybody. Um, I talked to Coach Rule a couple of times. Um, you know, it was all good talks and stuff. Um, he he's he he he's a character himself as well. <laughs> uh but I don't know, Coach Wilkes though, he just he just he just brought a he just brought that that different mentality, you know, to the game. Um and and we just we just was trying to finish, you know, finish strong. I mean we had we had we had a lot of games. We had a lot of games we could have came down with, uh but it just didn't go our way. But um a lot of a lot of talent, mm. um, and then we, you know, we, a lot of injuries at the end of the season uh, on the defensive side that hurt us. That hurt us big time. Mm-hmm. But shit, everybody just play hard. I, I, I like I like this I like this team. It's a, a bunch of guys that play hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, so obviously, so like, it, was there something that like clicked? Was there ever like, and obviously, you know, you know, sometimes momentum hits for any team. Like Juwan can say the same thing about the Packers, like. Y'all was a little mid to start the year, and then y'all back into the season. Y'all kind of caught fire again, and everything got close. Was there like, was there? Would you say there was like a a, a moment in the season, maybe a, a a team meeting or something that was like that you think was like the 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 blaze that kind of set y'all loose for the rest of the year? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh... Or within yourself, like uh, a moment with yourself where you had to like. You know, no, I'm just saying because you know it's a team sport, right? So you know, like obviously, you know, when when a team is losing, you, you everybody automatically looks in the mirror, right? Like we all looking at ourselves and yeah. what we could do better, what we could do better uh, as a team, and what can I personally do better to put our team in a better situation to win. And so I think my question is more like, you know, was there a game that was there like a game that y'all won that like maybe y'all won this game and I was like, all right, we really can still do this. We just gotta like believe in ourselves, or maybe well, there was like a great practice that was like after this practice we had, it was just like we call fire from there. I, I can well, I can say I can say that Seahawks game. I think that was a big win uh, going to mm-hmm. Seattle. Uh, you know, that's a very good, good, good team. You know, offense and defense. Uh, I think that was a big win. Gave us hope, you know, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got a we got a, a bunch of vets on the team, so you know that was that was big for them as well. So. I think that was that was a big thing as well. Just playing playing for the vets, playing for the playing for the older guys on the team. You know, they Panthers got a, a tradition of you know that hard nose, you know, football. So I think I think that Seahawks game really showed that, and it just it really was like, all right, like we still got a chance. Let's 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 do it for sure. So you excited for the future? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. What's that? So obviously, you both know like the difference of like being on teams and going from one team to another. And obviously, like you said before, Juwan, you know, you said aloud, you know, this stuff is a business. So we all know what it is. Um, did y'all ever, was that ever still a hard transition, even though you knew it was a business? Was there ever a moment where like you had maybe some animosity or 
you know, how did I get over some of that stuff when, you know, you're transitioning to maybe a new, a new, a new, a whole new world, you know, for real. Man, everything happens for a reason. And mm -hmm. I mean, ain't, ain't nobody out there finna, finna cry for you or feel sorry for you. So, at the end of the day, you know, shit, you just gotta, you just gotta figure it out. Yeah. On, on to the next. Uh, I like to adapt, to, adapt to new things. So, you know, it's it's a new chapter in life. Let's let's mm -hmm. let's, let's let's go with it. Stay in the I moment. Know 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 what I know what I need to fix and mm -hmm. and, and actually fix it and and, and right. take it to the next level. So. I love that. I actually really love hearing that. So obviously you play football. You're from DeSoto, correct? Yep. So I've I've I have a video that I put out about like the best the best states when it comes to high school football. Me and Juwan played in New Jersey, and obviously you had the opportunity to play in Texas. How far do you think there's a big gap between those states when it comes to high school football? <laughs> I want to see if you, I want to see if you're gonna play us, well. I want to see if you're gonna play us. I want to see if you're gonna play us. You know, I, know, I just want to know. You know, New Jersey one of the top <laughs> states in the country, but I want to get this live because we got a an NFL player that is from the state of Texas, went to high school in Texas. So I need Jersey to get their respect here, bro. So I don't want you to come up here lying. Listen, but I think you're an honest guy. So where, where do you think it's a big gap or not, brother? I all I'm gonna say is Texas football is different. That's all I'm gonna say. It's different. <laughs> it's different. It is different. It is different. It is different. That put. I'll say this. It, it's the most. It's, it got the most money. That's all I'm gonna say. I ain't gonna say uh, it's different come to the players. I just think they put more the most money out of any other state in the country, bro. Any other state. Y'all got oil money. You can't beat the oil money, brother. You everything's better in Texas. <laughs> Bigger. So, 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 Juwan told me that there's a story that I gotta know about because I just found out that Juwan. <laughs> Juwan was your host when you were being recruited. God. Yeah. So talk to me, Juwan, about you being a host. Because honestly, <laughs> I know Juwan's a bit of an airhead. And then you being with him, what did y'all get into, bro? Talk to me about that story. Tell me about that, Juwan. I need to hear about that. <laughs> like, you know, in high school, going on these official visits, when, you know, when you're in high school, you just always dream about having that crazy-ass experience and you know, having something, a story that you'd be able to tell your, your homies, you know, when you get back, you know, everybody thinks, thinks about that shit. Like, I'm going to go to be crazy. And um, that year, that was the year I had tore my ACL. So I was killing and tore my ACL. And they decided that they wanted me to, you know, you know, me being the person I am, they want to set me up and have me be a host. And that year, I got like seven kids to commit. I just wanted to make sure they had a good time. Like, you know, took them out, had some fun, bring them around different people. You know, he was lit. Just give them something that they're they gonna remember. All right, so you tell me the real story, Visca. Because there's more, there gotta be more to it now. Cause he said he took you out to a good time. So talk to me about your recruiting visit and obviously how Juwan helped you commit to Colorado. Man, just just vibing, having fun. Uh, you know, showing showing us around Colorado. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, Colorado is like beautiful like that's yeah. one of the reasons like i went there like hands down but uh you know i mean shoot, i can't you know, i can't go into detail like too much we was we was vibing we was vibing you know having a good time no i love that i love that bro so you you both actually you both got a question so i'm gonna make sure i want to make sure i get this for you because there's a fan in here who got a question so I want to make sure it's a good one too. Uh, so, quick question: So, how much do grades matter in the recruiting process? Um, and he's saying because in Canada you need really good grades to be considered. So, just talk about how much do grades matter when it comes to getting recruited to play like college sports. I'd say I don't know what it's like nowadays, but I mean, I think during our time was what two oh John or two point five. Oh, it was a two five. I think it was a two five, and then I think it changed in twenty seventeen. Okay, two five. Um, honestly. We'll hear stories for days, for, for months, for centuries about kids who were talented, like limitless, talented, that didn't have a grade. So obviously there's importance behind it. There's a, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a scholar, like a, the greatest scholar, but you know, you got to try and you got to be able to be eligible. 
So honestly, yeah. you know, growing up, my mom she didn't want me to have anything less than a less than a B. But you know, <laughs> I'd see you, yeah. I'd see you. But at the end of the day, I was eligible. And I was able to get scholarships. So you know, you gotta do whatever you gotta do to get to that. You know, get to Yo, just get eligible. The the key the key really is to you know be stay eligible, man. Because I think that matters the most. You feel me? Um, so before we before I let y'all go, we got about ten minutes left for the show. But there's like a few things I want to make sure I get in with y'all before y'all get out of here. Because I think this is so good that I got y'all both. I got y'all both together. So obviously, you guys had the opportunity to see the mountains and, and experience Colorado. What was y'all? What was both of y'all's best uh, football experience there? Maybe as as wide receivers or whatever. But what's your best experiences about Colorado or best just one memory or something? <laughs> you go first, this Uh, uh, I say, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I ain't gonna lie, Mom. You said you said most memorable, memorable. Yeah, well, yeah, most memorable thing about Colorado, because you know you talked a lot about how beautiful it is, and obviously there's probably so many. Like Colorado's gonna be booming right now. Next two years, at least, is gonna mm-hmm. be booming. So you know, you want to take some people into like that experience. I'm trying to think, like I feel like I know I did a bunch of like bunch of good stuff. I want to say like the best one though. You, you already know yours, one. Well, it was mine was a football moment. Football moment, John? Are you talking about off the field? Uh, I got to get the clip. I'm going to put it in the Discord. Juwan smoked this guy on a Dino route, and then he dapped up the Marines afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> After he scored the touchdown. And then we got lit at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> so the Discord, what about you? Nah, that route memory, was bro? crazy. That route was crazy. That route was insane. Uh, viral, too. I mean, shit. I say shit. Arizona State, uh, I scored four touchdowns. <laughs> two, <laughs> two rushing and two receiving. Okay. Oh shit! That was crazy. That's a great moment, though. Those are great moments. You feel me? I mean, it was it was it was because of the come uh because of the couple players. They they yeah. they do something crazy, and then yeah. they say, "Visca, here you go, go get this touchdown." <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Visca, you've been used. You've been used. Actually, at Colorado, you using this offense like very, you know, very diverse. You know, in like multiple a multitude of different ways. I don't know if you know your camera went out, brother. Um. Show this address. Oh no, I mean show this. Uh, what you call it? Oh no, you're good. You guys wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. you had you you used it a lot of different ways in offenses. Uh, yep. you've probably been that way your whole career. Talk to me about obviously have you have a guy like Frank right now, and he's kind of known as like an offensive mind. Are you excited for his? You know, what he could do. What he maybe add to this offense next year? Oh yeah, I'm super next excited. Season. I'm super excited. Also knowing that um. You know, he was with the coach, so with me being in the same conference as him, he he knows he knows about me. So, um, you know, I can't wait to sit down and talk to him and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm excited that he's an offensive-minded coach. I feel like I haven't been around a, a, a offensive-minded uh, head coach yet. So it should be fun. Uh, That's a difference. No, that is a big difference. So before we go, I got one more question for y'all, fellas, because obviously you guys are both – you're both wide receivers, um, and, you know, we got to know. The people want to know. So, give me – I want both of y'all, uh, Juwan first, LaVisca second. I want your top five wide receivers in – no, I want top five receivers all time. All time. Because I ain't going to lie, if your list suck, the, ch- the chat going to tell you your list suck, bro. I want y'all to know. But I want your list, top five all time. Um, Got to go with – Gotta go with Randy, Jerry. Jerry's my one. Jerry's my goal. Um, Jerry, Randy, Calvin Johnson. Uh, four or five is tough. Super tough. 
I like the PO. Maybe somewhere in the five. I got one more, one more, brother. The list not good if it ain't five on there. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, I like Mark. I don't like. <laughs> I like Marvin Harrison, but I don't even like him as my five. Oh, they're gonna violate you. I don't oh, like they're gonna him. violate you. He's not my five. I don't even know who who I could really say is my five. I ain't gonna lie. That's just a clear cut four though. Mm. To Randy Jerry. Count A B. No AB. I like AB, bro. I like AB. He didn't, you know, those last two years and go the way they went. He, yeah, I, he I, still, I, I feel like he still could be all time though, low key. Yeah, yeah. I, I gonna lie, Antonio Brown, that that like five six season stretch, bro, was just incredible, yeah. bro. And then, and even though he didn't play, bro, like let's be real, that man, them last two years before he was out the league. He didn't play, but in every game that he did play in, whether it been in a Patriots uniform or in a Buccaneers uniform, that man was impactful, bro. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna front. Like nah, sometimes you gotta just stay out your own way. But who you got? Who's your five? You want? You gotta give a five, and then we gotta give Visca his five. <laughs> um, Isaac Bruce. Okay, okay, okay. Nah. Hey, 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 it's your list, brother. It is your list, bro. Nah. That is your we'll list. Come back Isaac Bruce. We'll come back to that. We come All right, we'll come back to it. LaVista, give me a top five, bro. Let me get a chance. Um, I think, bro, I think I think Isaac Bruce as the as the last one is, is crazy. But, it's hey, it's your list. LaVista, we're going to revisit that. Yeah, the Vizca, right. what's your uh what's on your list, bro? All right, I got I got Megatron for sure. I got Jerry Rice. I'ma say um honestly I like I like what? I like Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. And then I'ma say Julio and A B. Julio and A B. I ain't gonna lie, Julio. My like five my, would probably be yeah. that's a good that's a pretty high list. I think you got Julio a little too high, but that's a pretty alright list. I got my list would be I would go uh Moss, Rice, T.O. Oh, I forgot about Yeah, hey, Randy now, Moss, Moss to me is the greatest. Moss, Moss gonna replace Reggie Wayne, honestly. Yeah, okay, definitely. okay. I like that. I go yeah. Moss, Rice, T.O., Calvin Johnson, and then Antonio Brown is my fifth. And then I ain't gonna lie, this may sound crazy, boys, because obviously I still play with these dudes. Like they still like right now your peers. But for me, I think D Hop and Devontae Adams at some point to me could be anywhere in that mix. Oh, yeah. Just because I think them two, like Juwan, before he was on here, LaVisca, Juwan talked about like two guys who they shot clocks don't get sped up. You know what I'm saying? Nobody no, really up. makes them dudes, make them dudes uncomfortable. You, you look like they look like they may have the you have perfect coverage and them boys still find a way to make a play. So them nah, two that's to true. me are on the cusp of breaking in at some point. I let them too. Um, so before I end the broadcast, fellas, last question. It is it's almost the Super Bowl. So let's go Super Bowl picks. We gotta go Super Bowl picks, and you gotta say, you gotta say why. You can't just say I like this, like that. So uh, we'll, I'm gonna we'll say it up this time. Visca, you go first. Then. <laughs> I was about to go before him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. Just, just the energy that they are at right now. I feel like it's it's unbeatable. It's probably like unmatched. So like, yeah, I feel. Like I like the Eagles too, Juwan. What about you, brother? I already know who you're gonna pick, but come on, go ahead. Patty, Patty Mahomes, man. Patty Mahomes, bro. Chiefs, they take accepting, accepting bets. I accept uh, Apple Pay. <laughs> yeah, I just want you to know, Visco. Me and Juwan literally have a hundred dollar bet right now on the Super Bowl. I'm rocking with them Eagles with you, bro. I got. I just think personally, I love. I love Mahomes. I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks. I think he's the most most talented quarterback to ever play the game. I'd be up here calling him MJ Mahomes. 
But I will say this. I just think the Eagles, bro, from top to bottom, they're dangerous. If you look at the rosters, the only position that you really have the slightest edge to me is at quarterback and tight end. Outside of that, like, I don't think anybody on that O-line could block Hassan Reddick. The corners is right. And I know, Juwan, I know your man's MVS had a hell of a game. He had a hell of a game. Shout out MVS. MVS, I don't even know if you know this, brother, but I actually guarded you once in college um, at UConn. Um, but you ain't burn me or nothing. It was just like, a, I think it was a run play. But um, that hell of a game. But, bro, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. Like, it's a lot. To me, it's a lot going on in Philly. So I'm rocking with the birds, and I can't wait to take your money, Juwan. And I need that thing on Cash App or Zelle. <laughs> you did? <laughs> you feel me? Um, but I just want to say I appreciate you boys for pulling up. Juwan, obviously, for the people that don't know, Juwan is here with me now. So outside of today, I'm gonna let it be known now. Outside of today, me and Juwan are talking about all types of other stuff. You feel me? You know, this is just his first day out. So obviously, I wanted to make sure I introduced him to y'all. But after today, we're gonna get right. You know, we're gonna have a lot of topics. Um, make sure you hit us on DM. Um, before we also Juwan, plug your Twitch, Lavisca, you as well. I know you're getting into vlogging, so whatever social media they want you, you want the the folks to get at. Uh, just make sure y'all plug yourselves real quick. um, Where you put that in the comment? You can put it in the comments if you want, uh, and they'll uh, and they'll have you great. Um, I can't see that. Everybody, make sure everybody follow you. Yeah, I got YouTube. I got YouTube too. Y'all go follow me. Two live, two e's, two l i v e e. I'm gonna write it in the chat. Write in the chat. Make sure they know where to find y'all boys. Um, if y'all looking for me after this, I'm probably gonna be streaming on Twitch. At 10:30, chat. I don't know. I think I'm gonna play like league or something. I'm gonna be chilling. But uh, if you want to see me on the stream, I'll be on the stream. And um, with that being said, I'm gonna end it. Hey, bro. I, hey, fellas. After I end this, don't say nothing yet. I'll let y'all know when y'all can speak.